sure you know who that is. I know, but I'm going to petition to get rid of this opening if you can continually sit here playing the air guitar and drums as this goes on. Well, I'm just going to introduce the theme music for Upon Further Review is Drive by Liftshits. Liftshits, the noted noted heavy rock, heavy metal band Liftshits. Let's get on with the show. All right, I'm Evan Grant. I'm Barry, Barry Horn. Barry Horn is here. No Kevin Sherrington. He's in timeout. We've, we've pushed him out of the picture, at least for this week. Well, after he came up with Josh Hamilton to be in the Rangers franchise four, I thought if he took a week off to reconsider and to ponder his his outlook on life would be a good idea. He's in timeout. You put him in the penalty box. So you and I are here, and we will talk some uh, – let's talk some Rangers, shall we? Sure. Uh, are you panicking yet, Barry? I can't ever tell. I am Mr. Panic. I, if this t- if the team was five games up and everything was going perfect, I would see a uh, a glass half empty. Why? Because that's the way I am. I I, I, I always I, I tend to to dwell on the negative. Well, you know me. You have always known me, Mister Mister Sunshine, the eternal optimist. optimist. I am here to make you feel better. You have questions about the Rangers that you'd like me to to make you feel better. Make about? me feel better about this pitching staff, about the starting pitching. Okay, can we talk about something else? You, you're supposed to be making me feel better. Oh, okay. All right. I'll try my best. Here, here's, here's why I think the Rangers' uh, starting pitching situation is not as dire as it looks right now. Uh, you're getting to the All-Star break, and so the, the, this group is going to get a little bit of a blow. Secondly, you're going to get Matt Harrison, and, and I'm not sitting here saying Matt Harrison is going to be a savior. No. But come Wednesday night, Matt Harrison takes the mound for the first time. It's a fresh arm. Uh by the end of July, you'll have Martin Perez on the mound again. Another fresh arm with some ability. We think. Well, we think. We think he'll be back because, as you know, there's still returns. two more rehab starts on two. There was one on Tuesday night, and there's one on Sunday. Uh, and by August, they hope again, first week in August or so, to have Derek Holland back. And here, here's the general picture on all this. Okay, is yes, with injuries, that's still a long time away, and a lot of things can happen, but. If you've got three fresh arms from the middle of August through the end of September, those six weeks are when teams can make a sprint to the finish, and or or fall or fall totally out of the picture, or fall totally okay, out of the picture. Thank you. But teams that have fresh arms have a real arm up, so to speak, leg up. Well, I'm trying to keep it anatom- anatomically correct, Barry. Okay, but they have a they have an arm up on other clubs because the season just does tend to wear pitchers down and. And so I think if those guys get healthy and they get into the they get back into the mix, this team has a chance to sprint. So what you're saying is you see the cavalry coming, but it could be F troop. Okay, very, uh, but but it could. Again, you're really hitting our millennial audience very well. No. I need to mention something about like a summary IPA right now to kind of offset you mentioning F troop. Go ahead, try. I, I can't I, I, because I don't I, like I, summer IPAs. I, I, I am honest in who I am. I am an old man, not trying to not trying to act like a, a millennial. I I millennials are big, millennials are big now, and I want to reach out to our millennial audience. F Troop was a great television comedy. That's all I'll say. Ken Berry, Larry okay. Stork. All right, let's let all right. What's your next question? Because I feel like I've answered that to the best of my ability. Okay, but you haven't given a satisfactory answer. You you, you understand that you haven't you haven't made you haven't changed what I think one iota. The other part of what I would say also is that you look at the Nick Martinez and Chichi Gonzalez demotions, so to speak. These are m- as much 
rest periods as anything else for these guys to give them a chance to get some extra rest, take a little bit of stress off their arms. These guys, I think, will also be back in the picture before too long. And these are guys you wouldn't trade for Cole Hamels, correct? Uh, I don't know that I'd trade both of them in no, a Cole Hamels deal, but I, I think you'd have to consider trading one of them in a Cole Hamels deal. Thank you. Okay. But if you get Cole Hamels, then you're also talking about another upgrade. A tremendous upgrade. Right. Uh, you know, he's a guy who could win games. You know, everybody says, and we've been talking about, well, we'll have to see where the Rangers are and if, if they're in first place or they're in striking distance, Cole Hamels would be, would, might be a good addition. But what if he could get you to that position? What if, what if he came in and he, he could stop losing streaks? Perhaps that would be a good thing to have on the team right now, a guy you could have for the next three years. I, I think yeah. that the, the, the most salient part of what you just said was the next three years. And you could trade for Cole Hamels, and he could potentially help you this year. But, and to quote Kevin Sherrington, which is making me make really ugly facial expressions right now, the benefit of the Hamels trade is even if it doesn't get you to the playoffs this year, there's real benefit in it for for 2016 and 2017. Correct. So you could you could be buyers in that regard and not necessarily be uh, going all in on 2015. Okay, let me ask you another question. Yes, right-handed hitting. This is an issue. This 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 for me is is the biggest issue right now. Um, getting Delano De Shields back, I think, does alter the the, the, the lineup, lineup a little bit. Okay, uh, but again, you you know. If I'm going to look at something from a half-empty perspective, I'm also going to say we're talking about a Rule 5 player who had not played above AA until this year. Now so, you're seeing things my way. Thank so, you. Uh, there's, there's some concern there. Um, I think that the All-Star break, again, for Adrian Beltre, I, I'd, I'd give him a couple extra days on either side because he needs more time with that thumb. He's not being the, the threat that he needs to be. The troubling part is that the guys who – who should be getting on base and being able to to kind of um, at least defend themselves against left-handed pitching? Since you choose never had a great batting average against lefters, lefties, but he's always reached base against them. He's not doing a good job of that. That's concerning, and I think that you may see the Rangers at some point in time here if they do get everybody healthy. Look at an outfield that doesn't have Sinchuchu in there on a regular basis because he hasn't shown them anything this year that indicates consistent performance. Well, the problem is if he's if he's not out there, who is? Well, you, at you this know, point, you, you that's at this point that's still an issue. But you're still hoping you get to the All Star break here, having at a 500 record, treading water, limping on, to the All Star, limping break. to the yeah. You can limp into the All Star break and you can sprint out of it, Barry. Okay? okay, to give you another anatomical and physical analogy. Rainbow Grant. That's me. I, I am the double rainbow guy. What else you got? Well, those are my major concerns, but I'll ask you, what about the pitcher that they just released? We haven't talked about that. Neft, uh, Neftali? Nefti. Well, I, I don't know that he will be flat-out released. Uh, he was designated for assignment, which means he will be done here. And I think that he will be packaged in some kind of trade. But I, I, I will, what I was – on Monday night, I went to Top Golf for the first time ever. And while I was there... The, Are you waiting for a reaction from me? Yes. What, do I care? I don't care what you spend your Monday nights. The Cubs and the Cardinals were on while I watched, while I hit golf balls poorly. And um, Justin Grimm, former Ranger, was on the mound, throwing 95 and 96 miles an hour. Uh, you look around the league, Tommy Hunter pitched last night for the Orioles, pitching at 96, 97 miles an hour. 
And these were guys who the Rangers had who weren't power guys. And they've gone other places and added three, four, five miles an hour to their fastball. I don't understand that. I don't know why that has happened. Same, the same way, I don't understand why Feliz was a 100-mile-an-hour guy who this team thought that they should move to the rotation. I think that if there was one significant mistake made with a pitcher, Nefty is going to be that case study. That's a shame because he had he, his potential. We go back to 10 and 11. I know it was, it was uh, every time he was out there was uh, nail-biting time, but that is what you look at. and the, he, he was the stereotypical. He was the guy you wanted to come out. Somebody could come out and get the strikeout. He was the guy who could flash up 98, 99, and, 100 miles an hour up there and, 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 and overwhelm and, hitters. End an inning. Yeah, overwhelm hitters purely with stuff. They don't have and haven't had a guy who can just overwhelm hitters with stuff. Uh, and, and I don't know the life expectancy on a 100-mile-an-hour fastball in terms of how long you keep that, but I do think that that they, they tried to uh, – maximize all their assets by bringing Joe Nathan in for the back end of the bullpen and moving Feliz into the rotation. At the same time, they could have left Ogando in the rotation after he had had success in 2011 and left Feliz as an eighth-inning guy in the bullpen. Obviously, they, they didn't. And I, I think, you know, when you look back to the promise and, and of, of the, those teams, the 10, the 11 team, and I think, <clears throat> excuse me. It's one of Don't the most, get choked up again, Barry. It's one of the most disappointing aspects of it in 2010-2011 you thought this was a team built for the future this had the veterans it had the young guys coming up and suddenly this is a team uh treading water at, at, at best i think we can say that uh yeah i mean the, the, they are treading water and i you know 2011 bled into 2012 which did look like a great great season and then there was the the late collapse 2013 this team hung on won 90 games played itself into the extra game and, and didn't get there. And and since then, it has been a, a really significant downhill plunge. Correct. That's, 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 my, why, I, that's, that's why I'm – That's my a, optimistic take. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're, you're supposed to be the optimistic guy here. I, I, on, on, on the Nefty case, I think it is a shame. I mean, there's just – there's no other way to, to, to go about that. There, it, it's a shame. I, I, I think it's a cautionary lesson. I hope it's something that this Rangers management team learns from. Uh, you are every GM is going to make some mistakes along the way. Oh, absolutely! But the 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 the, the pride and joy of the John Daniels or or the Gold Star and the John Daniels uh, tenure here was the trade was the Teixeira trade, and every and as we go year to year to year, it diminishes. It's more and more diminished. Uh, granted, are you, I'm pointing at you. Are you Barry. pointing at me? I am pointing at you. Granted, but let me also say that trade was made in 2007. It was and 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 it was it was. Still, it's we're talking eight years. When if you're still talking about those guys in the picture eight years later, significant trade. Okay, I'll buy. I'll buy that. But uh, um, share is, is is not exactly. Uh, you know, he he's a pretty good player still. I he, know, I know, he wouldn't have played here. Uh, let's. He's had on. a couple of years that weren't all, let, all that great. Let's move on. What would you like to talk about now? I'd like to talk about uh, NBA free agency, and I'd like to talk about David West who is, is not a major name in this, but he's the guy who's going to the San Antonio Spurs taking a, something like a $10 million pay cut to go from Indianapolis to San Antonio to be to try and win a championship. And what does that tell you? That tells me he thinks they're close, and I think uh, with the signing of LaMarcus Aldridge, 
that the Mavericks uh, have improved. I, th- I think they're improved. I think they're going in the right direction. But it tells me that this coming season they will be just another team in, in the West. The, 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 it's, it's good to be optimistic about, about what they've done. DeAndre Jordan uh, is good. Wes Matthews was a good pickup. But this will not be their year again. And I think all eyes in, the, in, in Texas should be on the San Antonio Spurs, not even the Houston Rockets. Well, I, I would I would say this. I think with the signing of Matthews and the signing of, of Jordan uh, and, and the Rockets pretty much kind of just standing still, I think both the both the, the Spurs have left the Rockets in their in their dust and the Mavericks have moved beyond so the, them. The Spurs in their wake, so the Rockets, who were supposed to have the propulsion, are, are kind of in limbo, and the Spurs, they're kicking the horse and the Mavericks, I don't know. That's forget. really bad. Bail me out! That's really bad. But I... I you know, Eddie Sefko had a good column on, on Tuesday morning talking about the depth of the West. And you look at where this – hey, it is great to be optimistic about the Mavs being an improved club, and they are. And they went out and they attracted significant free agents. But the Warriors aren't going anywhere. The Spurs are better. The I, I expect the Thunder to be better next year than they were this year. Uh, this is a deep – deep i mean we haven't talked about memphis oh, we haven't yeah. talked about the clippers who are still a very formidable club this is a deep deep conference and uh i don't know that that those those two signings by the mavericks make them a guaranteed lock to have even home court advantage in the no, first no, no, round no but it's a good step in the right direction it's it these are building blocks uh <clears throat> jordan is a young guy he's a guy that you they'll be around for a while i th- i think this this is a team that uh, we shouldn't really expect more from them next season than than uh, last season. Dirk will be a year older, uh, but they fi- they finally have a young guy that they can. Comp- this is not a thirty one year old, thirty two year old center. This is a young center, twenty six years old, who 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 shows promise. And uh, if if I were a Maverick fan, I'd be very very happy about this. Well, I think Maverick fans should be encouraged. I also don't think that they should. Set expectations. Oh, what happened, Mister Sunshine? Mister Ranger Sunshine is not Mister Maverick Sunshine. Correct. I'm Mister Maverick's realist. Oh, okay. Well, welcome back to well, welcome back to Planet Earth. I'm I'm bringing it real on the Mavericks. Okay, but uh, you know, I, I think I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be good. We'll see what happens, and uh, the Mavericks get a, get a plus for me. They get a plus. What, what grade do you give them? In, in free agency, B. What would it take to have got gotten an A from to get to get the A the A free agent Lamarcus A Aldridge, it's opposed to the D? No, DeAndre the B, Jordan. the B, the B, I, DeAndre Jordan. Listen, I they got the NBA's leading rebounder. Um, I, I give them again. I, I'm willing to give them an A oh in free agency they for a, what they've added. An injured an injured shooting guard. But I don't know that that's going to make a significant difference in in the West. I wish I had you when I was taking calculus in college. I, you you would have been generous with the grades. Yeah, well, I wouldn't have understood what I was teaching either. Move on. What well, else you got? You want to talk about the women, the, the soccer? I always night? like to talk about the women. Can we talk about my wife? No. Oh, okay. You know, I threw her fiftieth birthday party the other day. Yeah, was it a surprise? It was a surprise party. Was she surprised that she was fifty? She was. No, she wasn't surprised about that, but. Flew her, her best friend in from Florida. That kind of blew her away. I saw I saw the video. I saw the video. so you're, you're you're still in the newlywed phase, aren't you? When you're married as long as I've been married, which is a long time, thirty four years sound, seems like fifty. But uh, you'll get over this. I know I won't be doing special things. Oh no, 
Well, will I be even acknowledging her? Well, how old will you be when you've been married 30? You you won't even know who she is when you're married 34 years. I hope to be alive when I've been married 34, <laughs> 34 years. years. But it, it's it's a good thing. Um, but let, let's talk about the uh, uh, Women's World Cup, the game on uh, Sunday night. You watch the game? I did watch the game. I did miss the first three or four minutes of the game. And, and when I turned it on and I saw it was 2 nothing, I went, is this highlights from another game? Is, is this from a game from another universe? I, 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 just, I just couldn't figure out. 2 nothing, and, and the game was four minutes old. It was crazy. I, this was the night of the big surprise birthday party, and we were about to leave the house uh, for the surprise. And I where, was watching. Where was the surprise? I saw it was in a restaurant, wasn't it? Was it was at uh, Maggiano's at North Park. Yeah, we, we managed to pull that off. Oh, you could have had it at Maggiano's near my house in Plano and invited me. Yeah, we don't think that highly. Okay, of you. go ahead. Uh, the so I watched the Rangers game started at six oh five that night, which I believe was the same time. I think as the game the was kickoff. what time was that game over? And I watched the top of the first <laughs> inning. And before it? Colby Lewis had gotten an out, they flashed on the scoreboard on TV, and it was already two nothing before there was an out, and before I had a chance to flip the remote to the Women's World Cup game. It was four nothing. So when I turned it over, I saw Japan score a goal, and then we had to leave, and that was it. Right, but it it, it was insane. And and as I think I tweeted out uh, Sunday night, who among us had the U.S. women's national team outscoring the Rangers last weekend? Which they almost did until the Rangers came back. They they almost outscored them in Rangers in one game, the one that the Rangers did in three against the A's. I don't know that that was on the prop board in Vegas. It it, it, it you, the odds the odds were incredible. I know. I know. But it, it was great, and, and uh, the thing that really astounded me and, and tells me that we like winners were the ratings for that game. That was the most watched soccer game in U.S. Uh, television history. More than the men, m- more, more than anything. More and than the men against Germany. More, yes. It, 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 was, uh, it was the number one game, most watched. And, you know, pe- people— More only, than the Women's World Cup in 99 when they won. Right? Yes, more than that. Let me, can I finish a sentence? Go ahead. But, but, but here, here's, I like here, to be a player all your it, it wasn't a competitive game. It, no, you know, as, as much as the announcers tried to say, oh, it could be— It wasn't a competitive game. Why did people watch? Why were people glued to it? Because it, it, was, it was a great day for the U.S. The U.S. team dominated the game. And if, I promise you, if the score was reversed, uh, the ratings would have been tanked. What were the so so? I think the, it was twenty. Don't ask me. I, I, it was twenty six million, twenty six plus million. And what does that mean? So, has uh, the soccer revolution started? Well, no, the soccer revolution hasn't started. More people watch that than uh, average watch the World Series. How do you like that, Mister Baseball? That's that's significant. It was significant. Um, it, you know, it wasn't. It was not what n- nothing. Let's let's get this straight. Nothing compares with the NFL. Nothing. But I think more the average uh, number of people that watched that game was more than the NBA Finals. But it, but but it's a, a once-in-every-four-years four uh, event. It's not going to start a soccer boom. It's not going to start, uh, you know, little girls are, are not going to be out, you know, hey, let's let's uh, let's everybody be the next... Uh, <clears throat> Carly Lloyd. Carly Lloyd. I was going to say Andrea Lloyd, who was a f- former basketball player at the University of Texas. But Carly Lloyd, who, who was phenomenal in, in, in that game. I, well, I, I think it will. I think for a lot of little girls, for a period of time, it will be... Uh, let's be Carly Lloyd, and I hope for a lot of little boys it'll be Let's be Carly Lloyd too. I mean, it, she's she she put together a great world class performance regardless for the of whole gender. tournament. Let's, let's regardless of gender. Okay? You know, I, I I was I was reading that that might have been the greatest performance by a native New Jerseyite in the history of the state of New Jersey, unless you take Carl Lewis at the Olympics. How do you like that? That that goes over well in Texas. Well, all right. Do so you want to talk about Jordan Spieth now? No, no, no. We're we're still on the Women's World Cup. I want to know 
what's going to be the lasting uh, impact of the women winning this World Cup? Because it was dramatic. It was a great. We're all fired up. What happens now? Nothing. In, in, in terms of what? In terms of you know, now everybody's going to go back to work. It's like the Olympics. It was. It's like uh, it's gymnastics at the Olympics or figure skating at the Winter Olympics. It's a great event. It's it's a national event. It's something for everybody to sit around the living room, the family to get together and watch. And then chant USA, USA. And that absolutely. And then and then the game was almost. I mean, the game was in Vancouver. It was across the border. It, it was a USA crowd. It was terrific to watch. But the long-lasting effects or, or the effects of it, I think, will be the same as, as what happens in gymnastics uh, during, the, during the Olympics. Nothing. Not, not, nothing tangible. Why? Why does that happen in our society, that we, we gravitate to these stories and then we immediately we like drop. winners. That, that, that's what it we is. We like winners, it? yes. We, we, we like to watch winners. If that U.S. team is not playing in the gold medal game, if, if they had gotten eliminated. What were the, the, what, what were the ratings— Leading up, they to were the good. Final. No, the, the ratings for the U.S. team were good. And here's what you have to you have to remember about ratings here. And I don't want to get too technical here. So if I get too technical, just raise your hand. I'm, I don't want to talk about war or or all the other uh, stats you give us. Give me in baseball, but the the the, uh, the World Cup came over from ESPN to to Fox, and it's on when it's on over the air TV. The ratings are always much better for games over the air than even they are at the uh, worldwide leader in sports. Uh, we we get into this at, at some other point. Over the air ratings always kick the butt of cable ratings because there are more people who can watch who have access to it. Right. So the ra- the ratings were terrific, and uh, the past World Cups were on ESPN, and the ratings were great for ESPN. But ESPN cannot compete with Fox, NBC, CBS. Uh, who am I leaving out? Fox, NBC, and CBS, and ABC, ABC, ABC. which is ESPN. So uh, you, they can't. Co- can't compete with over-the-air television when it comes to n- pure number of viewers. And so lasting impact on women's sports? Will there be a lasting impact on women's sports? No, it'll be just another high note, and then, you know, if we had a graph, it would, and then, then it's going to flatten out again, and we'll see what happens in four, four years from now. Where, Like, where is Monet Davis now? Who? Exactly. I, isn't that television commercial kind of about her with for direct... Is it directly? AT and T, I think it's AT and T. See, I, I can't even tell you who, what what it's for. AT and T, the girl, first major league girl pitching, first woman to pitch in the major league. Yeah, yeah. first major league girl. Oh, um, how politically incorrect! <laughs> how politically incorrect was I? We have got to get off the air now, Barry. Thank you. We're gonna. I'm gonna sign off immediately because of that. We're gonna. We're gonna finish this episode right now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>